Honestly, everything just stems around how much they are loved by God. Everything else in life will get better as they understand more and more how much God loves them. Welcome to the Revive Youth Leader Podcast. The Revive Youth Leader Podcast is all about you, the youth pastor or youth worker. I know that your job is challenging and that you want to find the best possible ways to lead your students to a connected life with Christ. And so I'm honored that you would bring me on this journey with you. We believe that your job is one of the most important jobs in the world. And we want to recognize your sacrifice. You are appreciated. We want to use this podcast as a way to connect you with the tools that will help you succeed in this ever-changing world and culture that is your youth ministry, helping you to bring the biggest impact possible to your young people's lives. Hey, so today we have a special guest. I met someone named Jamie on a youth pastor Facebook page that we're both on, and uh, she is a podcaster as well. She has a podcast I'll let her talk about that in a little bit, but she also has been writing material and stuff to go along with this podcast. And and I think uh, that material will be really beneficial to you, all you listeners out there. And so I wanted to invite her on the podcast and she said yes. And so I'm excited that she's here today. Jamie, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and tell us about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on here. So I am Jamie Kirshner and I have actually been in youth ministry for over 20 years uh, I am not a youth pastor, but I have been an associate youth pastor with my husband uh, to our youth pastor that is at our church. And we've been there for 17 years and honestly just love teens. We, yeah. That's our heart. Our heartbeat is just to see teens grow and and thrive in, in today's world. They're hurting. And um, so it's, it's just nice to be able to speak into their life and see positive changes, see them reach out to God in these tough times to find hope when their situations seem hopeless. Uh, so are you are you paid or are you a volunteer? I am a volunteer. Oh, that is that is amazing. Um, I personally love volunteers. Um, I love working with people. It seems to me a lot of times that our volunteers are as much or more devoted than our paid staff. And and so I'm man, that is amazing to hear that you've been volunteering in youth ministry for so long. Um, that that's powerful. And I'm sure that God is just excited about what you and your husband are doing with that and how you're helping out. That's great. And I'm sure that you're uh, your pastor loves having you guys around and whatnot. But so tell us, uh, tell us what kind of stuff you're interested in and like what drives you. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I, I love being outside. I love being in, in God's creation. I love to go hiking. I love to just really spend time. Just uh, that's what really drives me. That's where I get my energy. That's where I get my uh, content for whenever I'm talking to these teen girls. It's where God, I feel like he speaks to me a lot. Why I started in youth ministry in the first place, a little bit of my story is I actually grew up in a home where there's a lot of abuse, a lot of drugs, a lot of alcohol, a lot of craziness. And I came, I met Jesus when I was 18 and he absolutely changed my life. And so that's kind of where it all started. And I worked at a Christian camp after that and met some girls from a youth home. And so they were in the situation that was similar to the situation I grew up in. And so sharing with them about Jesus and seeing that hope that just lit up their face, that, that right there, God spoke to my heart so clearly. He said, this is what you're going to do for the rest of your life. You're mm-hmm. going to give hope. To these teens and so that's, that's why yeah that's awesome i love that um and you know it's it's so cool I, I know as youth workers we experience we get to see young people transform their lives something that's really important to me and and i can we kind of talked about this a bit earlier is uh, you know a lot of youth pastors pastors in general youth leaders are, are men and 
we don't always have the tools to reach out to teens. Uh, and in today's society, you know, we as as people, we have to be extra careful. There's a lot of accountability and stuff, and that's for a good reason. Um, but so, you know, there are certain boundaries and stuff we don't want to cross and things like that. And sometimes it's just awkward. Like, how do I minister to someone of the opposite sex or get close to them without getting too close or things like that? And so I love what you're doing. I love that you're providing resources for, for teens to find that hope in Christ. That's, that's a powerful thing. So tell us, you know, because of your love for, for what you're doing and for teens and for teen girls, what, what are the different resources that you guys are doing to, to help teens? Well, through the podcast, I really, I started this podcast because my heart is for discipleship. I feel like a lot of times where a lot of youth ministries struggle is just really that discipleship and like having those students continue in their faith with God strong after they graduate from high school. Mm. And so that's what, and I, and our church has an incredible discipleship program. I know there's so many churches out there that have incredible discipleship programs, but a lot don't. And so I just wanted to provide an extra resource in that manner to really talk to teen girls about the issues that they're facing today, the challenges that they're facing today as teen girls and as Christians, because it's tough being a teenager in today's world, let alone a Christian teenager in today's world. And so I really want to hit on those topics that really help to grow them where they're at. And like you said, a lot of youth pastors are males. That's just the way that the structure has, it's built. And it's not a bad thing. Uh, I think, honestly, it's a great thing in a lot of different ways. I'm not saying that females can't be youth pastors, but what I'm saying is I feel like for me, especially I didn't have that dad figure growing up. And a lot of families today, the dad figure is not a really good dad figure that if they're in the teenager's life, but they need that father figure because it, because having a male youth pastor, I think it's just such a neat thing in some ways because they represent who God is as a father, Mm. heavenly father to us. And so, and so I think you guys as male youth pastors really have a really awesome advantage of just shining the light of Jesus in a way that even us as females, I mean, we get that mom thing down, (laughs) (laughs) but, but you guys get to be that spiritual dad that a lot of us didn't have when we were growing up. Yeah. And then, you know, that's, I think that's an excellent way to look at it because um, you know, sometimes even in the church, we look at it as though it's it's kind of sexist that there are more male pastors and female pastors. But I think that's a that's actually a very healthy perspective. You know, we've got God was a wants to be a father figure to us. And I think because of so many broken relationships and broken homes, just because of our sinful world and our sinful, we need healthy male and female role models in our lives. And so, yeah, that's a, a great perspective. I love that, Jamie. Yeah. So your, your podcast is called the uncommon teen and we're going to have a link in the show notes to it. You guys, you also have a website, don't you? Yes. Yeah. It's uncommonteen.com. Awesome. And there's like, you have some blogs on there and some other stuff and whatnot. I have a devotional that I wrote for teen girls. It's a, it's really meant to get them to take their walk with God to a deeper level than just a lot of devotionals are surface level. So this is one that's really meant to help them to grow that relationship with God. And so that's another thing that I created because I really, honestly, discipleship, like I said, is my heart. I want to mm-hmm. see these students really live it the rest of their lives. Yeah. So in, in talking about that, you know, like we have maybe one, two, three hours a week with a lot of the kids that we have impact with. And there's a lot of time outside of church, outside of youth group that that these kids or these teens are getting getting perspectives that are not godly and whatnot. So they need to learn how to live, I guess you could say an uncommon life, right? A a life that's different from the world. And, you know, I'll I'll just testify. I kind of showed my daughter uh, who's in the preteen years, uh, your podcast, because 
I was like, Hey, maybe I can give her some tools to help her. as She starts going through this journey and whatnot and face some of these questions. And she loves it. And I'm so stoked because she was like, she listens to it now on her echo in her room before she's going to bed and she loves it. And she, and that's great because there's somebody that she can listen to and hear advice that maybe I can't equip her with, or maybe she doesn't want to hear from me or her mother or whatever. So, so it's great that there's that tool out there. Um, so I would encourage anyone that's listening, that's looking for tools, you know, maybe even just to give like, you know, I mean, there's a good advice on your podcast that maybe we can learn from, but just say, Hey, I've got this teen girl. She's got questions. I don't know how to answer them. I don't know what she's feeling. Direct them to your podcast. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. So uh, how long have you been doing the podcast for? I actually just started in January, so it's it's pretty new. God is taking it all over the world. We're in over 40 countries now. And so it's just incredible, like what God is doing through the the podcast. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's so cool to see, like when you look at your podcast statistics, you know, like where it is. Like I've got people that are listening in like Taiwan and stuff. And I'm like, wow, who'd have thought that someone would listen to me in Taiwan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, So what are some things maybe that you see as common themes in, in teen girls, like things that they need guidance with or help with? You know, that's it's interesting that you asked that question because I, I was talking to my son who is 12 and he was like, but really your podcast isn't just for teen girls because anybody can take it because I think all teens go through things and we kind of just assume that girls are <laughs> like they're their own thing. But honestly, a lot of it is just identity, how much God loves them because honestly, everything just stems around how much they are loved by God. Everything else in life will get better as they understand more and more how much God loves them. So we've talked about things like how to create, how to develop good godly friends and how to, what do we do with toxic friends or what do we do when our friends are becoming toxic? And uh, we've talked about things like uh, bullying and uh, got a podcast coming up of talking about transitions. What, how do we transition healthy from, you know, maybe middle school to high school or high school to college? You know, mm -hmm. we talk about all kinds of different <laughs> things, but I think honestly, it just really stems down to identity, who they are in Christ, just not getting their identity from the things that are around them, the people that are around them, but getting their identity from who God says that they are. And, um, and then just knowing how much they're loved by God and really every single topic, no matter what it is, stems around those things. And, and I feel like sometimes as I'm doing the podcast that I'm kind of reiterating that every time, just hitting it at a different point, I feel like youth ministry is probably the same way when I have my youth <laughs> <Yeah>. pastor talk. <laughs> it's all it's all about the same kind of thing, but it's hitting it in just different lights so that these these girls just get it, that they say, okay, you know what? This is something that I relate with. This is something I can take in and do. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I was I was literally just looking at my phone, like scrolling through the topics that you have on there. And I remember like when I introduced my daughter to it, we just started with the comparison trap episode. And there's, you know, all these different topics and the ones that I've kind of heard or heard my daughter listening to off in the distance or whatever, you know, there's things that I, I, I see yeah, as real issues that boys and girls deal with, um, maybe even more so nowadays than, I don't know, 20 years ago or whatever, 30 years ago. I don't, know, I don't know how long ago I was in high school. I don't even remember. I think it was 20 some <laughs> years. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, you know, the comparison trap and, and uh, peer pressure and things like that, they're all, these are issues that they deal with. Man, maybe they, you know, when listening to your podcast, it's nice, I'm sure, for the girls, especially to get, you know, hear it from a girl, a girl's voice. But uh, guys that are pastors out there, I think it's also really good to hear it from from a godly man. You know, they need that healthy perspective mm -hmm. and support when you're involved. I mean, you've been in youth ministry basically almost as long as I have. And, you know, 
are these issues that you've kind of like made a list? Is this stuff that you've seen over the years throughout your experience in youth ministry? It is. It also is things that I went through as a teenage girl, because see, for me, like I said, I didn't become a teen or didn't become a Christian until I was 18. And I didn't have those people to walk me through those, those situations. I didn't have mentors to look up to that said like, well, how do I deal with this situation? Because for me, it was a little bit different. My story is, uh, you know, I did grow up in a family where there's a lot of drugs and abuse and alcohol, like I said, and, and I looked at my parents, I knew I didn't want to be like them. So I had really good morals growing up, but I didn't know how to walk through things and actually have that person just guiding me through them. And so, Mm. so a lot of it has to do with my life and also what I see with the girls that are around me. And then I have a 14 year old daughter. So the things that she's facing today and, and talking about those things and how we can hit those in a different way, because it is different today. They have a lot more media than we had back then. Yeah. So are you like, when you record podcasts, your mom ever like, don't, I mean, your mom, your daughter ever like, <laughs> don't talk about that. That's embarrassing. Or like not necessarily private issues, but like when I'm preaching or, or talking with a group or something like that, and I say something that's, you know, sometimes kids might not be comfortable with talking with her. Are they ever like, don't talk about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> there is, there is some of that. I mean, she doesn't want me mentioning her name and <laughs> there's, there's that, but I think for the most part, she's just thankful that she has that, that she can go to that and listen to it also. So I kind of have a unique situation. My daughter and have, I have a really great relationship and she comes to me for all kinds of advice. And so she realizes that this podcast is actually a way for me to help other girls that may not have that same mm-hmm. mentor or person that they can look up to. That's awesome. sounds like you're raising a a good girl there. If she can come to you, but also sees that wisdom in it. That's great. Mad props, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Good. So is there anything else on your mind that like, you know, you think that you've seen could benefit youth leaders, youth pastors in like ways that they could talk to teen girls or, or ways that they could help teen girls? You know, honestly, for me, one thing that I look at is just the connections, because I feel like a lot of times youth pastors are like, okay, what can I do that's more fun? Or what can I do that's, that's like this bringing a lot of people in, which is great. There's a, there's a purpose for that. That's not a bad thing necessarily, but I feel like sometimes our focus can get on that and not on the one-on-one connections Mm. that we have with the students. And honestly, that's where I've seen the most life changes is those one-on-one connections that we have with those students, just interacting with them and talking with them and listening. I think that's a huge thing too, instead of, you know, as youth pastors or youth leaders, you know, we want to speak into these students' life and we want to give them all this advice because we see like where they're at and where they can go. But I think listening is huge because it, it helps them to know that they are being heard. And then as we guide them, they know that they can keep coming back to us and keep talking to us. I think those connections are way more important than the fun and the the showy and the especially during this whole season of COVID right now. A lot of churches, you know, haven't started meeting together again and those connections can get lost. And I feel like just finding those ways to reach out. And the way we did it, our youth ministry is actually quite large. And so we split it up between our youth leaders and our youth pastor and his wife. And we just had a list of like six to eight people and a list of actually several people. We call six to eight people a week and just have those conversations with them. Like, Hey, what's going on? What can I pray with you about? What's, what's really happening here. And I think those connections are absolutely huge. I've seen students that look like they have no hope turn around and now they are youth pastors in their youth ministries. And so it's, it's there, but those connections mm-hmm. are where it starts. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's really, it is great when you can see the change that's happened because of the years of 
connection and communication and stuff like that. It's great that you guys have taken the initiative to, you know, track down your young people during this time and don't let them get forgotten and such. Cause I mean, it's easy to do. It is. And, you know, I'm sure that there are leaders out there listening to this going, man, really wish I had done more or I wish I had started that. Well, start it now, start connecting now, reach out and try to try to connect. Why don't we do this? Let's give, give a shout out to your church and your youth, your <laughs> youth pastor. Cause um, why not? I mean, he's doing a good job. Obviously he's got good helpers. So what's your church that you guys attend and, and, and like help out at? Well, we go to Joy Church in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, and our youth pastor is Pastor Rob Sims. Okay, and awesome. Way yeah. to go, Rob. <laughs> now you're going to have to tell him to listen so that he can get hear his shout out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's awesome. It's great. Um, I've, I have, I've talked with several who have found ways to try to find some kind of connection building, whether it's phoning people or some sort of weekly small group, whether it's Zoom or whatever. And I actually see there's a lot of success in that because just you taking the time to call someone that you might not really call or, or text or whatever and check in on them. I know that means a lot. Like when I get text messages, when people are like, hey, pastor, I really appreciate what you're doing or whatever. Um, I love that. And, and I always get a lot of teens when I'm messaging them or calling them. They're always really appreciative. I don't think anybody's like, Oh, I wish that stupid pastor wouldn't call me anymore. So that, yeah, that's awesome. Um, what are some other successes maybe that you're seeing or even successes that you're seeing because of your podcast? I know it's, it's only been a few months, but. Yeah. One of the things that I've had somebody, I had a couple of people actually reach out to me even through the reviews. And then some of them have found like my Facebook page and have just messaged me on there, just talking to me about one of them was a, a youth leader who is not a youth pastor, but is stepping into that youth pastor role uh, mm. during this time while they're looking for one. And they've said, you know, that the information that you've shared has really helped me to know how to speak to these, these girls or this youth ministry. And so that was really kind of neat just to be able to see that I am getting to make a difference in that way. But I've had moms message me saying, Hey, my daughter's listening to this and I'm seeing a change in her. And it's really incredible. I've had teen girls reach out to me and say, thank you so much for giving me this information. I don't have a place where I get this information. And so, and so those are some just different ways, but it's just, it, it just, it really blesses my heart to get to see these students say, you know what, thank you for what you're, you're giving. Cause honestly, it's not me doing it. It's God doing it through me. And so I give him all the glory, all the credit for it, but I'm just thankful that I get to be in a place where I can reach these girls because they are hurting right now. This generation is hurting right now. Yeah. And they just need to have that hope. That's awesome, Jamie. Um, and that's one of the things I, I've learned to love about podcasting and and just when you get your, you know, whatever your passion is, when you get it out there, whatever form of ministry it is or whatever, it's awesome to hear that positive feedback and hear how it's impacting people. So it's great that even, you know, shortly on in ministry, like, I don't know how many listeners you have or whatever. I think I remember an episode saying something like somewhere said something about 3000 downloads or whatever. That's awesome. Cause that's 3000 lives. And you know, there might be two or three people listening together with that, that are getting some kind of impact from what you're doing. And so anybody that might be listening, I just want to give you guys a shout, try something. You know, if you got something on your heart as a, as a leader, as a full-time minister, whatever it is, if you got something on your heart, go and do it, make it happen because there's somebody out there that needs to hear from you and needs to hear the wisdom that you have. Um, and just to add to that too, uh, just be authentic, be yourself and don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Um, obviously there are limits <laughs> to that vulnerability, but you know, don't be afraid to share your stories. I think that's huge. I think that's why a lot of these girls connect with me because 
I can relate with them and I share my story with them of mm-hmm. what I've been through and how, you know, I've been there before. So I think that's what makes me a better person to speak to them because, you know, I've been right where they're at and I've struggled and I've not known what to do. And so it's the same way with all, all of the youth pastors, leaders, whoever that are speaking to these students. We all have a story, whether we grew up as a Christian, you know, that even that can be a challenge. And there are stories that we have that, you know, I wish I had the story. I grew up as a Christian, <laughs> but, um, but as you share your story and be authentic and talk about those challenges that you've went through, I think that's what really connects with the students. Yeah. Well, and if you don't, you know, if you don't share your story, if you're not willing to talk about it, whatever, or parts of it, um, then there is the chance that somebody out there who needs to hear it or, or would be blessed from it can't grow because of it or, or is missing that part. And when we hear things that we go through, when we hear somebody else going through them or, or has made it through them or found hope or whatever, it gives them hope because Hey, maybe there is light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe there is uh, something that can get me through this. Maybe there's some way or some advice. So yeah, for sure. I mean, share your story, share your testimony. That's, that's excellent. That's powerful. So what are you guys planning? What are you planning with the uncommon team podcast? Well, this is honestly just a, a stepping stone because we have such, we have bigger plans and ideas for the uncommon teen ministry, uh, including a, an event that we're going to have this upcoming fall. We're going to do a conference for teen girls. And, and so this is just a, a step to get to meet the, the girls that we get to talk to and really speak into their lives in a real way. But really it's just following God's guidance wherever he is for me right now. And he said to start and I started. And so now I'm like, okay, God, what's next? Cause I want to make sure I'm doing what you have me to do. So. Man, that is awesome. Yeah, when maybe when you guys start getting the planning really going for that conference or whatever, you can connect me with some links or maybe we can talk again or whatever to give people resources to get there. Cause that's awesome. I mean, there's there's a lot of resources out there for broader forms of ministry, but I think that, you know, young women need they need an outlet that's for them. They need uh resources, they need conferences for them uh in their unique form. You know, I know a lot of times you know, even with like, you know, we're talking over Zoom right now and on Zoom, I, you know, in the ministries that we've done over Zoom and uh, from what I've heard from other youth leaders and pastors, a lot of times we'll get girls on there. They won't turn their camera on and stuff like that because they're worried about what the guys are looking at and uh, stuff like that. And so, you know, to be at a conference where there's not pressure like that for them and they can talk about their stuff and whatever, that's awesome. I love it. You know, even even guys, you know, we may want to consider having guy weekend you might get some crazy smelly guys out there but (laughs) but yeah i know but that's my my husband's hardest to do that we have like a whole bunch of kayaks out in our our uh our barn in our our yard and he brings a whole bunch of guys out and they go mountain biking and they just do a whole bunch of stuff to connect together as guys that's that's a guy thing (laughs) yeah that's awesome and that's really what what ministry is about i mean the events are and you know we do big events and um I'll, i'll be super happy when we can have our revive youth rally in charlotte again um, but the the thing is, is those are just building points to start connection and to have a catalyst for people to grow and stuff. But where real success in ministry, at least from what I've seen, happens in those connections and the the moments with people where you can help them grow and be an example for them and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's awesome. What other stuff do you have in the works? And it sounds like, you know, I would say this, like if your dreams are too small or if your dreams are are if you don't need God for your dreams, they're, they're too small for God. God, God dreams bigger than we do. And so it sounds like God has conveyed a pretty big dream to you. And that's pretty awesome. So, so tell us some more, what are you doing? What, what, what's coming? 
All right. We actually got this dream in 2004 after my husband and I were married. And, uh, <laughs> and so it's the dream that we've held on for years. And what he told us was we were going to start a camp ministry eventually. And so that, and it's, it's not like another camp. It's actually very different than most camps. It's, I want, we want to focus on their walk with God, but we also want to show them as Christians, we could have fun. So let's go have fun together. And so that is our big dream. And we're actually connecting with a lady who is just down the street from us. And she has a camp that she can't handle anymore. And so she wants to bring us in to take it over. So we're actually even heading in that direction, which is really cool. Wow. God, God is moving. And I mean, you guys must be getting really excited about all this stuff that's coming and, and seeing God's work. Um, you know, I, I've seen over the years, sometimes God will give us a dream. And then we're like years later, like you think about the story of Abraham, it doesn't come to fruition until years later. But it's exciting when it actually does. So I like just hearing you talk and seeing your face. You're getting excited about it. That's awesome. I love it. Um, <laughs> great. I, I hope that over, as you guys plan that and you get the experience, I really hope that God blesses you guys and that it continues to go further and, and that God just expands your, out, your reach and your ministry and, and that he blesses you. Well, what, well, let me ask this. Like, what are, I mean, obviously there's obstacles coming and there's challenges and whatever. I always ask this to everybody that I talk to on the podcast. Uh, selfish reasons. Um, but also for everybody else, what are you reading that's like inspiring you right now? Oh, goodness. <laughs> I wish I could say uh, amazing books. Actually, a lot of what I read is research. So I, I love a lot of uh, Sean McDowell's books. I like reading a lot about apologetics mm. right now and like how to reach these students today right where they're at. And so I like more of the uh, real life things I can just wrap my hand around and then also, obviously, the Bible. I love getting into the Bible and seeing what God says about these different things. And and really, that's that's where my life is. The reason why I do this podcast isn't works for me. This is my life. This is I do this because I want to be able to reach these students, and that's my heartbeat. And so, a lot of what I read and a lot of what I do has to do with that. So, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Hey, can we can we steal you and your husband from your church? You can come out here to Charlotte and work for us. <laughs> uh, no, it's so good. Like I love it when I talk to volunteers and they're just excited about their passions in ministry and and you can just I I see that coming out of you and that's awesome. Um, trust me, I'll be re recommending your podcast to as many teen girls as I can. And, and hopefully they can glean some wisdom from, from your podcast and whatnot. That's exciting. But hey, thanks so much, Jamie, for sharing your time, um, being on the podcast and just thanks for your heart in ministry. I, I love it. I love that you're, you guys, you and your husband are passionate about this stuff and that you care about young people and that you want to see them have hope and, and dream. So thanks so much for your time for being on the podcast today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening. I'm honored that you would spend your time growing with us today. We have some awesome and exciting interviews coming up that we'll release in the near future. Hey, I'd be honored if you would leave me a five-star review on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you're listening on and share this podcast with another youth leader or youth pastor. And I hope that this week you experience transformation, growth, and discipleship in your youth ministry. Always remember... Build relationships, bring success, be revived, bring revival.